Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in K-Pop. This is your host, Anthea Isaac. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you all had a great day. And today is even more special because of our special guest. Before introducing you to him, I just wanted to give a short note on how amazing this guest is. So he is a music producer, engineer, songwriter, and a multi-instrumentalist. He has worked with different k-pop groups and i'm gonna name them just take a paper and note them all down because it's gonna be lengthier so he started uh doing his music for k-pop uh while writing for while writing go tomorrow for the under 19 show he wrote wanna go back for park home one of the iconic female artists we all admire and he also worked for the famous bands like Wavy, After Midnight, of course, I know you are smiling right now, the B-side that we all loved. And he also worked for VAV by creating Moto and Hold Tight, the B-sides from Made for Two, their recent mini album. He has also had multiple mega hit singles. I'm not joking when I mention it's those are hits. They are Mayday of Victim, Punch from NCT127, and 100 from Super M. And recently, he has been surprising us, mesmerizing us, by producing two more singles. That is Gotcha from Park Ji-hoon and Yin from Kai. Like Both the solo artists are well-renowned artists, despite... Kai making his debut as a solo artist now, we already knew his potential. And they just added more flavor to his uh, successful singles. So I'm super happy and excited to welcome Alon for this interview. Welcome, Alon. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So would you like to give a short introduction about yourself? Uh, I think you've pretty much said everything, but yeah, I'm alone, a producer, songwriter, composer, originally from France, and I've been living in the U.S. for a couple of years now, and yeah, working in mainly K-pop at the moment for quite a while, so. Yes, you didn't mention mainly K-pop, but you do have a lot of other <coughs> stuff going on. You even have yeah. your own music videos, so why don't you give us a little snippet about that? Yeah, so I also started about two, three years ago, my artist project as a DJ producer, more in the EDM vibe, you know, type of tracks. Uh, so I released a couple of singles uh, with music videos. I haven't released anything in about a year or so because I've been so busy and I need to get back to it. Um, so I'm going to be working on some new music for myself really soon. But yeah, I've done that and I've also produced for American artists such as Snoop Dogg and like Florida and I'm hoping to do more and more stuff in the US as well but I have to say this this K-pop thing is really what 
what excites me the most at the moment so of course we are all super happy that you decided to contribute for kpop because <laughs> we love all your contributions <laughs> especially me and <laughs> and this is basically our second time like we had our written yeah. article for <clears throat> destination kpop so if you're wondering and if you want to know more about alon just make sure to visit destination kpop and read our mm. interview it is a wonderful detailed interview so yeah so i do know how it all began but for our listeners can you just explain how your journey for kpop started how it all yeah, began yeah of course um yeah it started about 2 years ago now um it, like i always say it was really random you would say i you know i honestly didn't know much about kpop um <clears throat> and i even less expected to you know be so involved with it uh like 2 3 years ago and i had this opportunity that came in from um a korean team called marken which are now like my favorite people ever over there um we we work with them on almost every song and they came to us with the opportunity of working on this song called go tomorrow for the under 19 tv show so they sent us this demo that needed a lot of work and i was able to you know do my thing with it and it came out and i think it it kind of clicked when it came out when i saw you know the amazing music video and them performing it on stage and the excitement around it i was like wow like you know there's really fans that are like super hardcore and that love that stuff and i actually fell in love with the whole k-pop thing and I flew to Korea for the first time a couple months after that um for the first time uh with the the same team over there and yeah I flew there didn't know anything really about K-pop how to write a K-pop song and we learned you know on the spot and just being immersed in in the whole culture the city of Seoul and everything was just amazing and after that trip I just became obsessed with <laughs> with K-pop and absolutely fell in love with producing K-pop. And yeah, after that I did want to go back for Park Bomb and it just just kept going and going. And yeah, it's it's a really exciting journey. Yeah, like K-pop once you come in you can't get out. So, I think that just <laughs> happened. So, yeah. uh you just mentioned that you went for the Seoul camp, Seoul camp, right? For yeah. music. Mm-hmm. So, did you get to meet Apu Krishnan one of the music directors I also got to know like he also mentioned that he went to the same camp I don't know if there are different versions but well, you know they have they have camps all year long um yeah almost every other week they bring in writers from all around the world to write so I'm guessing they do it per team you know of who usually works with who So for my camp we usually fly with the same people uh you know Casey Andy Love like all those people that I love writing with um so I don't know if I met the person you're referring to but it's always so exciting because you know you're yeah you're in the middle of Seoul in those amazing like SM studios and you're there to create all day long and SM to I mean always take such good care of us with you know amazing food and all that stuff it's yeah it's amazing That is what I wanted to ask like you have been producing for a lot of SM artists so yeah. you have become one of SM's favorites 
<laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I have done a lot of a lot of work for them, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, they have they have such exciting acts, you know, and most of their acts are the ones that really excite me the most when it comes to writing and stuff like NCT, Wavy. Like, there's such a complete freedom when you produce for them because they really could pull off any style, you know, from After Midnight, which is like a, you know, synthwave <clears throat> ballad uh, to Punch, which is like a futuristic, you know, electronic mix with hip hop. I mean, it's, it's so many different influences mixed into one. So that's why I love all the SMX. And then what we did with Kai was, you know, it's so exciting because it's, it's mixing, kind of bringing back the R&B with you know the hard hitting drums and the the smooth and sexy vibe and i think it fits him so well so of course it does we all love that from him <laughs> so speaking about k-pop and alon it uh, the one thing that pops in my mind is your interaction with all the fans <laughs> um i remember like the last interview i had with James Efrenals, he's also a uh -huh. producer. So he mentioned that producers are tend to stay in a in a room producing music. They don't interact yeah. much. But I know, like you are one of the very few producers who make sure that you interact with the fans. You give a little tease about whom you're working with and things. So. Uh, what inspired you to have such interactions? You even have some beautiful giveaways, <laughs> like signed autographed posters, which I think it's really cool. So uh, what what makes you stand different from well, the crowd? I, I guess to me, it just, it just comes naturally. I was actually surprised um, when, you know, I, I first started doing this K-pop thing that, there wasn't many more producers that would do the same thing and, you know, interact with fans and, and it's understandable. I mean, everybody, you know, has their own journey and position and everything, but I've always loved just interacting with people. And I guess because I was an artist as well um, in the past, I've always had that relationship with the fans and I've always, you know, I'm used to, yeah, interact with them as an artist, as a DJ, and I guess when I started seeing the response on those songs from all the fans, it just makes me want to give back even more. And also one of, I mean, the reason why I do music in the first place is because I want to touch people all around the world, you know? And for the first time, those K-pop songs are you know, songs that literally touch like millions of people. I'm so amazed every time when I see a song drop and reach like 10 million people in 24 hours on YouTube, like we did with Kai, it's, I'm so amazed. So that's the reason why I do music is to touch people all around the world. So when I actually see that that's happening, you know, it only makes me want to, you know, talk to them and, and interact with them. And yeah, I just tried to do some fun stuff and do some giveaways and just, yeah, I, I just love it. And it, I guess it's just natural for me to do that. <laughs> well, we should mention that you are already touching thousands across the world. So congrats for Thank that. <laughs> Thank you. So 
this is a question that I did ask in our interview, but again, after it's been a while and you have brought uh -huh. out a few more singles and mega hits. So I just wanted to reaffirm that. Do you still think, uh, of course you do. Like you still <laughs> think that 2020 is definitely the year bringing out a lot of hits to yeah. your success. So what do you feel about it? It's yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's really an amazing feeling, you know, seeing, like I said, all those songs do so well and touch so many people. And, you know, you, every time it comes out, you, you think to yourself, like, well, I've been hearing this demo for, you know, sometime like a year, six months, two years, like after midnight, we wrote it, I think three years before it came out. So once you see it, you know, come alive and performed by the actual act and you see the music video it's it's just an incredible feeling and seeing the response from the fans uh yeah it's it's amazing it was i mean it's not over, almost over but it was an incredible year um i didn't expect to have so many big releases within the same year um but yeah since i fell in love with k-pop you know during that first camp i, I have not stopped writing new songs every day since then so there was you know a time where i mean the the next few months after that first camp camp i kept writing and writing and writing and there was a point where those first songs that i had made started coming out and everything started rolling and and now it's just back to back which is <laughs> super exciting and i have a lot more planned that, that i don't think i can talk about <laughs> yet but yeah it it's gonna be exciting we are excited for that too yeah so uh like kai's solo just came out a day ago and i think it is necessary to talk about it so uh, how did the chance come like uh how did the process happen and how did kai and alan happen well uh, we wrote this song with uh these two new amazing writers called cameron and killa um and i mean the concept itself of you know mm and the hook is it's just a very simple and catchy chorus and i you know when we made it we kind of i think we aimed for kai originally because of the vibe of the track and his tone i mean the register of the track would fit him perfectly and yeah i mean once we we knew that you know kai would be singing it and and put it on his album we were so excited and we actually didn't know, I didn't know until a couple of weeks before the release that it was going to be the single. Um, so when I, you know, when I got that news, I was so excited and yeah, I couldn't wait to see how it was going to turn out. But with Kai, I mean, it could only have, could only have been amazing. Um, but yeah, he absolutely killed it. I mean, his vocals sound so good. The choreography is incredible. So like, yeah love the music video it's it's amazing what are the songs that turned out to be singles that you were least expecting to be because now you mentioned that i would want to know more like whether yeah. other tracks uh, let yeah. me think um you know i mean it really depends per song when i when i did gotcha for example there was i didn't know who i was writing the song for um, they they sent me it was produced by um Iggy and Nico I believe um but I, I received this super dope like Latin vibe instrumental 
and I just I think I I wrote the whole thing in like one hour because uh, I was so inspired. So I did the entire track, vocals, lyrics, and everything, and we sent it back. And then a couple of days later, we just got you know email from our publisher that hey, this is going to be Park Ji Hoon's you know, next single, and it's just I mean yeah, every time I I see. I mean, it's just really exciting because you never know what's going to happen with those songs. Sometimes you write one for a specific act, and it's going to end up on a totally different one. Like for, I, I I can't say it yet, but one of my next releases, like a track that I had made for someone completely different, and it's going to end up being the single of a really big, you know, boy band. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, it it just depends. It depends. You never know, and but at the end of the day, it's the artist and the record labels that pick, you know, the song and pick which one they want the title track to be, and it's all in their hands. So sometimes we don't even know until until it sounds really. <laughs> so. Well, this is not fair. You're giving a lot of teases, and you're not <laughs> mentioning love- the acts. I yeah. I I I I can't yet, but hopefully I will be able to really soon. Yeah, but we can see you hype the comebacks in your Twitter page, so we will get to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll something. yeah, I'll probably send some tweets, like some little hints here and there when I can. <laughs> you did mention that surprisingly you don't have writer's block during our last interview. You said you don't uh, suffer from writer's block, <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah. And I have personally seen you work crazy. Your schedules are crazy. Uh, your timings are crazy. Sometimes when you tweet something uh, saying that it is late night and I'm writing this song, it is super crazy. So how do you manage that? I mean, it's it's kind of hard to explain for me because, yeah, like I said, I don't really feel writer's block like ever because I'm, I guess I always have some type of energy and inspiration flowing through me. Um, when I just start playing the piano or now most of the time, especially recently, I just have melodies popped in my head, like randomly, which is crazy. I could be in the shower and then boom, I start hearing this, you know, song in my head. And I'm like, okay, I have to go to the studio to lay it down before I forget. And yeah. So, I mean, I do, of course, don't get me wrong. Like on a few songs, I do get stuck at some point where I don't really, I don't know, like know where to take it or how to finish it. You know, some, take a bit longer than others but no I mean generally speaking every day I just I just feel really creative and I guess it's mostly because I'm so excited and grateful to be able to do what I do every single day that I just I guess I'm always just open to to have whatever flows through me and you know come out and and yeah that's kind of how it works for me. I, just, I mean, some days I get to the studio really early at like 5, 6 a.m. because I love that time of the day where everybody is still sleeping and I'm by myself in my own zone in the studio and I start going through sounds or whatever. And I mean, some days I, you know, get here at 6 and I leave and it's maybe like 2, 3 p.m. and I made like four or five tracks <laughs> in within those, you know, couple hours and but it's amazing to be able to work with so many different writers as well like I do because I can I write on others track as well sometimes I write on my own tracks but I just like collaborating with other people but working with so many others incredible songwriters just allows me to 
really someday, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make four tracks, send them out to four different writers. And then the next week or two, I get, I receive back, you know, the top line from each of them and I just mix their vocals and then I end up with, you know, four or five tracks and some weeks, yeah, I have like 10 tracks at the end of the week <laughs> ready to, to submit. My publishers always tell me, you know, I put them to work, but they, they love it. So. Yeah, uh, like, of course, your uh, melodies are also one of my favorites and especially B.A.B.'s whole tight is one of my favorite from the album. So oh, thanks. I'm just letting you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so the genres, like I was supposed to say this in the introduction, but I faced off. But you kind of bring in such huge genres. Uh, and that is something so cool because uh, when we compare 100, it's like fast paced. It can even make a person stand up and run. Right. So such a passionate one and with the uh, hold me tight a uh, hold tight you kind of embrace with the music you kind of feel <clears throat> dependent about a person or even the k-pop act who's mm -hmm. singing about it so how do you bring this difference in your sound is it also something that instantly pops up it's i think that's the main thing that i love about k-pop is that it's, I mean, I guess it's defined as a genre, like, you know, K-pop in general. But if you really know K-pop, you, you know that it's, there's not one specific sound that describe K-pop, you know, I mean, like, against like R&B, where, you know, it could be like a smooth, you know, vibe, or I don't know, like any, any genre where you know, kind of how it's going to sound. K-pop could be, yeah, a ballad. It could be a synth wave, you know, ballad. It could be a fast-paced electronic track. I mean, and even within the same song, you can mix so many different influences. So I guess what I try to do is just, depending on who I have in mind for when I write a track, I just try to picture what would fit them and what would be best for them. And even the same act, Nid, need different type of songs you know um slow songs and fast songs energy you know so it's i guess it depends on how i feel you know if one day i'm feeling i don't know like <laughs> nostalgic or whatever i just i just translate whatever emotion i'm feeling into into what i write so it it depends on the day and it also depends on what the label is asking for because a lot of time they they do give us directions on on what they're looking for so we also have to align with that you know but yeah that's really good to know <laughs> yeah um so i just also came to know that you really loved music videos of k-pop yeah uh, when you came to Seoul. so i just wanted to know your insights about kai's recent music video did you ever imagine that your song would have such an impactful music video? Everybody's going crazy. Thanks. I just wanted to know. It's, I mean, like I said, I didn't know until a couple of weeks that it was going to be the single. I just thought it would be on the album. Uh, I was hoping it would be the single because I knew the potential of the track and how catchy that, that chorus is. Um, but yeah, I mean, that music video is just incredible. It's especially that movie, the, the mini film that they did with snippets of every song is, I mean, I was blown away. It's literally, I think I tweeted that it's, you know, a masterpiece because it's literally art. 
like the way it's shot and directed. I don't know who directed it, but I mean, they did an incredible job. And uh, yeah, I just love Kai in general. His outfits, his dancing is mind blowing. Uh, so yeah, when M came out, the music video, I was blown away. The choreography is so good. He did his sexy thing. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's amazing. And also his face reactions and uh, the gestures he does with just the face. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the fan, fans go crazy for him. So <laughs> I can understand why, but it's, no, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, and I saw that he got really emotional in that V Life too, which was really like adorable. Like I loved seeing that. It's yeah, that was a that was a special moment for him. I think he's been waiting for many years to you know to release his first solo. So it's it's a big moment for him, and I'm really really proud to be able to be a part of it. Uh, well, talking about music videos, I also wanted to ask if you have any recent music videos that you are totally loving it um yeah i love the the gacha one was really really nice um i mean honestly every single music video of that i see it's this is just incredible when it's k-pop i mean there's i don't think there's a bad such a thing as a bad <laughs> k-pop music video the you know the budget's always crazy the sets are always so amazing i mean yeah no i i love so many and i'm always watching everything that comes out um I love like all those acts like Blackpink and even the new um I don't know how you pronounce it, Espa or something, the new SM Girl Band. Yeah, their their music video was insane. Um but yeah, no, it's it's so exciting every time. Like it is a fact that SM never disappoints with music videos, but right. Definitely 2020, they are making it huge. Like every music video has its grandeur. And of course, we are all surprised. Yeah. Now I want to know what the ending of uh, the mm video connects to. Because that left me hanging. Some, yeah. some predict that it might be some EXO's message. or oh, okay. So, mm -hmm. yeah. There's a lot we'll more. <laughs> so, finally, I know this is a most asked question, but um, can you name few artists that you are recently listening to or you would like to work to uh, work with? Like, uh, I do remember your answer for our last interview, but has things changed? Are there new groups that you would love to work? And are <laughs> you working with your favorites? Because I do remember you mentioning Blackpink, iZone. So are there any groups you're working on? <laughs> There's yeah, there's definitely some of the groups that I've been wanting to work with for a while that I'm working with. Um, Blackpink is is still one group that I would love to you know work with in the future. Um, hopefully that will happen someday. But it's you know I know they have their own in-house producers like Teddy and stuff, so it's I guess a bit harder to get into that circle. Um, but yeah, there's so many so many acts that I would love to. I want to do more and more stuff for girl bands too and female acts because I've been doing so many male ones. Um, I think Pork Bomb was the only the only female song that I've done recently. Um, but they, I have more planned that you should be able to hear, you know, really soon, hopefully. Um, but as, let me think of 
oh, I absolutely love Monster X. Um, I've been working on on some songs that you know I want to submit to them, and we'll see what happens. But absolutely love Monster X. Um, who else? I love Stray Kids. You know, with those like super hard hip hop like drops, uh, crazy sound. Love that. Um, there's just so many, so many. Yeah, I want to work with all of them. <laughs> we are excited. We. <laughs> literally love the collabs of you and monster x stray kids even god seven thanks yeah i love god seven that would be really cool yeah 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 best wishes thanks so much (laughs) thanks so thank you so much alan like we had such a beautiful conversation and you have answered almost every question of mine uh with a smile (laughs) of course of course thank you so much for having me so finally, would you like to give our listeners your social media accounts and where to follow you and how to keep up? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, with you. So super yeah. simple. It's Alon Music uh, on Instagram, on Twitter and Facebook. Um, yeah, Alon Music. So you can reach out to me. I try to respond to as many people as I can. And I was, yeah, like you said, I always try to interact with the fans and do some cool like giveaways and stuff because I just like to give back you know (laughs) but yeah thank you so much for having me it was really a real pleasure (laughs) yeah thank you alon like this is a pleasure because we finally get to meet yes finally a lot yeah so thank you so much and viewers i can assure you that alon is super friendly and super approachable so you can also listen to his songs (laughs) um interact with him on social media and Support him for his future uh, endeavors. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, and as for Believe in K-pop, you can follow us at uh, Believe in K-pop in Instagram. And you can follow me in Instagram and Twitter at Antia Isaac. So thank you so much for listening, guys. If you made it through, thank you. Uh, have a great Thanks. day. Um, let me meet Yes. Let me meet you in the next episode. Until then, stay safe, spread love and be loved. Thank you. This is Believe in K-pop and the Isaac. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.